Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thank you. Thank you for turning on your radios. Thank you for turning on our podcast. However you listen to us, we think it's pretty cool that you're taking the time to do this. So, Stephanie, we started yesterday. We told the story about the incredible flooding of your house uh, or the terrible flooding. Uh, I mean, it must have taken your breath away. And you were mentioning how people came up alongside of you. And now you lost furniture. You lost, sadly, you lost Charles Accordion was down there. Uh you lost uh, CDs. Uh, I mean, just you, you're saying you filled an entire dumpster with stuff you lost in your home? Oh, yeah. Well, we filled um, two trucks, and then now we have a dumpster that was about, probably, it's probably before this is all over, we'll be two-thirds full of, we still have some stuff that we have to do. And carpet takes up one by itself. That's uh, Yeah, we have a big dumpster but yeah we had to tear up all the carpet and padding and all the trim and yeah that's why carpet sales is down about 75 percent. i was reading that the other day just can't get wet holds stain holds things yeah crazy holds water you found that out so how many inches well, of water carpet and fine it was the padding um that they had put down whoever had done that basement had put down um this kind of padding that if it gets wet, it has to come up like it's impossible to dry it. So that created the big, the extra big problem there. <laughs> so, uh, and once copper gets wet, it dries out. I know that from experience. So even if you can save it, it starts ripping and stuff a year later. It's the weirdest thing ever. And, uh, but I'm glad you got through that and thank God. So everything's dry down there. So what does it look like now? Are there, is there sheetrock on the walls again or? No, no. Um, we're working um, on insulation, and then that's the first step, and then drywall and um, yeah. everything that will be involved there. They have to do this, do a special match of the texture, and then um, prayerfully we can get paint, get that process underway. So it's just going to be a piece by piece. So. Yeah, it's just this may be a few month process, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, folks, keep it in prayers. Remember, we have a, a, a GoFundMe page out there on Helpful Wounded Spirits and praying for Stephanie Wesco. So make sure you get out there and click on that if you can give a little bit and, and make a difference. I know that family would surely appreciate that. So uh, we want, we're still in the book of Proverbs. And, you know, Stephanie, when we started this podcast a little over two years ago, the whole idea was to reach out to people with hurting hearts, to reach out to people, help people with hurting hearts. Just, And you know what we come to find out? The more and more we meet people, and it seems like there's a couple thousand and more listening to us every day. That's on the Apple side. And the, the more we meet people, the, the more we go out and are part of this. Um, you know, it's just all walks of life, people, uh, people are hurting. All walks of life, people are going through junk. It's not just us. Mm, it's true. And the more you, 
do that and get your mind off yourself and onto other people's needs, it, yeah, it should drive us. I think it drives me, um, to, wow, I'm really self-centered and it gets our mind on, look not every man, Jesus said in Philippians through Paul, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And that's, um, I think that's what this ministry does for me. Yeah, I think it does the same for me. And I think it should do the same for each of us. Let's look out for each other, brethren. Uh, Let's make this community, these connections we make through this community, and let's look out for each other. Let's get to a camp. Let's get to a workshop. Go out to WoundedSpirits.com. Find one. Uh, I'll tell you, you just can't match that. You just can't match what we get from those workshops and those camps and uh, just being together. If you got to contact us, again, you can find us on the Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. So we had this segment, Stephanie, uh, called You Might Be a Knucklehead If. And we turned things completely around, man. We turned things upside down. We went back to a positive note, and uh, you might be right with God. And we were we're just coming out of that last verse and and talking about you might be right with God if you if you don't lie, if you say the right thing, and and, and folks. So I think this comes down to the what that last verse said: being a faithful witness. You might be right with God if you take a breath and always tell the truth. You might be right with God that even when it's hard even when you're going through the hard things and we don't omit anything. We, we, we just want to be there with God. We want to be that faithful witness that God's talking about. Uh, we, we want to be that person that just lets everything go out there that people know they can trust us. They can trust our word. And you know, there's something to be said about a word and, uh, there's something to be said, you know, Abraham Lincoln's father said, I have nothing to leave you kids, but my word and my name. And both of those are good. And uh, I think that's what this is all talking about here. And, and, and so it's important that we do that. So be a faithful witness out there. That's what we do that makes us right with God. And then things we say or do to people with PTSD, always say the truth, but say it with love. Uh, always tell them the truth. If they're doing something goofy in their life, say, hey, you're doing something goofy in your life, but I still love you. You know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> everything I'd, every time I'd mess up when I was a kid, my mother always prefaced everything with, I love you so much. And uh, that made quite a difference in my life. Just those words, I love you so much. And uh, mom always prefaced that. So be that person. So say or do things, tell them the truth, tell them you love them. Uh, You love them in the Lord. God loves them, whatever the case may be. It's so comforting to know there's people out there that will tell us the truth. It's so comforting to know that God loves us enough to put great people in our life. So just be part of that whole thing. And, uh, Stephanie, we found our way through Proverbs 14. We're on verse number 6, and it said, A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. And uh, so a scorner, another word for that we found a a couple months ago here as we went through this book is a scoffer, maybe a little more of a a modern word. It's when it's, it's somebody I think, uh, you know, they're, they're seeking wisdom and they just can't find it. Uh, And, you know, they're seeking it in all the wrong places, I guess is how I'm seeing this verse. Um, they're, they're looking for it from things of this world, from moneymakers of this world, the respecters of men, all those things I think go into that first part of the verse. And then, uh, but knowledge, you know, and and that part of the verse that just stands right out and says, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth, that pays attention, that takes that time that, that goes with that statement that says you might be right with God today. That goes with that. Uh, You might be right with God. If you take the time to understand, to tell the truth, to look for truth, to seek truth. I think this all goes together. Now, looking at this verse, Stephanie, what are you getting out of this? Well, I think it's, 
I think six and seven are literally completely go together, but first six holds special memories for me. Um, I remember I was in high school and I was really struggling. English had been quite honestly, probably my worst subject. Um, and I despised writing. I despised, um, I mean, it would stress me out. I just, I felt like I couldn't grasp all of the parts of speech or, you know, the in-depth, you get into all of those, and I don't even remember all the terms anymore, but, you know, all of the, the conjunctions and interjections and superlatives and, you know, it's like the English language is, is ridiculously complicated sometimes when you're in, when you're in school, it feels just like this was created to yeah. mess me. Yeah. And I remember I was doing um, BJ video school and I absolutely loved my English teacher that year. And I remember at the beginning of the year, she, she gave, she was always so good at, at mixing in biblical truth. And the beginning of the year, she, she did this Bible lesson and like described me. And so I was very in and listening and she made the last part of this verse, our theme verse for, for English that year. And that being knowledge is easy to him that understandeth. But if we're having trouble understanding, then we need to go to the one who can help us understand so that the knowledge will be easy. There it is. And, uh, and yeah. That's, yeah, that that impacted, it changed my life. I ended up acing English that year, and it made all the difference in the world to realize God promises to make it easy if we seek him for the understanding. Yeah, it, it's like that Matthew 7, 7 stuff, and I'm trying to remember, ask, <laughs> should ask. we get, yeah, <laughs> seek. And, uh, and boy, all we got to do is ask God for help with this and he'll help us understand. And, and that's a good point. I, I'll tell you, English for me was my favorite subject. I had the math issues and stuff, but there's always a light that goes on and that light is understanding and understanding comes from God. That's a great example, Stephanie. I, I, I think that woman did right by you and, uh, probably a bunch of other students as well. And, and so then we go to Proverbs 14, seven here, it says, and, and it is a companion verse, I think a six, it says, go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceiveth not in him, the lips of knowledge. Uh, wow. So get out of there. <laughs> They're dangerous. And, uh, you know, get out of the presence of them. And, uh, uh, uh when you don't perceive knowledge, I mean, this is pretty straightforward, Stephanie. Now, an example of what you're thinking here? Oh, I have examples I'm thinking of, but what I what some a, a word that sticks out in this verse is perceivest. Yeah. Um, what I see here is that a foolish man can be eloquent. He can say a lot of stuff, but ask God to give you perception, to give you wisdom, and if you do not perceive. In other words, if God is not showing you that this person has lips of knowledge, um, the, go from the presence of, in other words, steer clear of this person. Yeah. It is not person you want to be hanging around with. And I know foolish men and women who can wax eloquent. They can have, um, this thing where it's like, they do not know how to stop talking, but there's no knowledge being given. And, and God's saying, beware of that kind of person because they're filling you up with something. Yeah. But if it's knowledge, it's foolishness, and that's going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, again, you, you hate to keep bringing these kinds of things up, and I do, and I'm sorry about that. 
but uh, again, so it, it, we, we've worked our way through these verses and we've seen personal accountability and now we're seeing personal accountability with somebody else goofing in our lives and just to get away from them. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty clear that we have a continued responsibility. Not only are we supposed to be uh, saying the right things, doing the right things, putting God first, uh, speaking in knowledge, speaking in understanding and things like that. But we, we need to get away from the knuckleheads. I mean, I think that, I think that's what we're finding here. Yeah. Well, and the word, the word, um, scorner and the word fool, fool or foolish man, that, that, that term is very serious. And I think, um, we would do wise to, I was really recently challenged, you know, use the Bible words for things. And when I look at the word scorner and fool, that's those, those are people that God in multiple places in Proverbs says, stay clear of people like that. Because, you know, um, what, what did, um, was it Solomon said, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And the same thing here, if you have a, a scorner or a foolish man enticing you, you need to you need to get away from that influence because it will affect you, and it's not healthy yeah. for you in any form. And you know, I'm so encouraged when young people get this right. You know, right off the bat in their lives, where you know they're they're not sold out to these people who speak, uh, you know, with a sweet voice about foolishness. And uh, I'm I'm so thankful when we see people put this into action. We need to put it into action. We we need to say, you know, the scorner seeketh wisdom, but they doesn't. They don't find it. So we don't want to be with a scorner because in seven, uh, a scorner is a foolish dude. And exactly what Stephanie just said, we don't want to be in the presence of that foolish guy. Uh, we don't want to do it. And uh, um, we, we want to be around people that speak knowledge of understanding, that take a breath, that, that, that things, uh, things like that continue to go. And, and then we hit verse 8. And I think these verses could run together forever, to be honest with you. But verse 8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Uh, understanding his way, a prudent man, uh, understanding his way. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing. It's, uh, you know, somebody who stops for a minute, wants to make the right decisions, wants to be on the right path toward life, wants to serve God. Uh, they don't want to be messed up in, you know, these vain speculations, these different things. They, uh, they don't want to be involved in this foolishness. I, I mean, look at this verse, Stephanie, and, and what's it saying to you here? Well, I think um, it says the wisdom of the prudent and those two kind of I've always viewed those as going together, but clearly there's a difference um, that God's putting here. And I pr think a prudent person is a person who doesn't rush forward hastily. He doesn't um, act impulsively. Um, he's someone who is seeking God regularly. Um, and then God gives him his wisdom to make specific decisions um, to specifically understand his path, his direction, um, and maybe that's short-term, maybe that's long-term. But as I look at this verse, I, I was thinking I brought my devotional book along, and I'm just going to read um, here something that I read in my devotions a couple of days ago that I think goes along with this. It says, and it was in reference to getting alone with God, and it says it may mean that we do less outward visible work, but the work we do will have more depth and power. Another, another wonderful result 
of time alone with God, of putting ourselves before him in, a, in that secret place. Another wonderful result will be that people will, will see no one except Jesus in our lives. And um, that's what I see as being, that w- that's what defines a prudent man. Yeah. There may be not the flash in the pan. There may be not the, the one who's perfect at everything, but no one sees anything but Jesus in them. And that's what makes them prudent. That's what makes them understand their way. And the, 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 the fool, his wisdom, God calls it folly because that's what it is. But wisdom to a fool is making people think his way is something it isn't. Yeah. And that's, that's deceit. And again, we go back to the whole lying and, but to understand that God is very concerned with our way, our path, our direction. And are we seeking his wisdom from above to lead that path? Are we seeking his wisdom from above in each decision? Because every decision we make is affecting that path is affecting our direction. And boy, it should make us walk soberly, righteously and godly, because that's what wisdom from above looks like. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I mean, that's where we want to come from and that's where, that's where we live. And that, you know, that word prudent, exactly wisdom, judicious. It was a word that they used in the founding of the Supreme court. And, uh, you know, where it's, it's going to be just, it's going to be judicious, it's going to be wise. Um, and, and folks, you want to be that prudent person. Yeah. You want to understand your way. You, you want to know what's going on with that. And in a weird turn, Stephanie, I think we can sneak in our fourth verse. Um, this, this may be a, uh, first time in a while, but I think it really <laughs> goes. And again, everything keeps going with this, but fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous, there is favor. And, uh, so here we go again, these fools, the opposite of being wise, these knuckleheads, they mock sin. Uh, you know, they think it's funny. They laugh about it. They talk about how sinning with this person was this, or doing this to somebody was this, or whatever the case may be. Uh, they laugh about it. And, uh, uh, but among the righteous, there is favor and, and, uh, I don't, I don't know about you, but I want that favor that comes with the righteous, that comes with the upright, that comes from God to man. And, and, and boy, you can see that in people when people, you know, when people stand in the place and they're righteous, boy, you can see the favor that God gives them. Like talking about people at our churches, you can see it. I mean, what are you thinking about here as you look at this verse? Well, again, this is a verse my parents taught us and the idea that we don't laugh at things that are evil to God. Um, And I think this can affect every realm of life, but where mocking sin, literally where it's, it's a, it's a form of energy. It's literally like entertainment to laugh at evil. And God, God says you're a fool if you're doing that. And so, um, again, you you can't fear God and be laughing at sin. Yeah, I, I agree there. And then of course, I mean, I think among the righteous, there is favor. In other words, I don't, you have that idea of God shining favor on you if you're walking righteously before him. And the the contrary is going to be true if you're being a fool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I think there's a lot, uh, that goes into what you're saying. I think, you know, when I was in the army, an example that I can give everybody 
is sin was something uh, that, you know, these, these men and women would throw around and laugh at and mock their conquests, their, uh, how they messed with people, how they tricked people, how they did that. And so, you know, being in that culture, being in that environment, and all of a sudden one day you get saved. And all of a sudden one day, and, and I, I was never a sinner, a cheater, you know, any of the, a bad, you know, I'd say a bad sinner. Of course I was a sinner, but, uh, but it used to bother me a little bit before I got saved. But when the Holy Spirit of God entered me, it, it went to a different place. You know, I would say, please don't talk about this in front of me. You know, there's nothing honoring about this and talking about people and their escapades and different things like that going on. And, and that's life. And, and what an example it is, I think, to a child, what an example it is to an employee, what an example it is when you're upright in these areas and uh, your humor and your joy comes from the Lord. And uh, your joy comes from the great things God have done for you. What an example that is. It just really sets us in a different place. It, it, it makes things different and brings God honor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing um, is if we're honoring God, we won't. You know, it's like if you find yourself mocking it, then. Yeah. Boy, I just took a path. Again, we go back to that path. But I'm on a path right now that is not going to leave favor with God. Do I really want to be here? And um, you're right. The influence this kind of thing has on a child. Um, or I even, mean, I, or even it, un, unsaved folks. Yeah. Well, even other saved people. I yeah. mean, this is it's not it's not wise. It's being a fool, as God so clearly says. And you need to stop if that's where you find yourself, yeah. and get back on that path of righteousness. Yeah, and I think this really comes down to as well, and something we all need to think about is we need to think about where's our joy coming from? Uh, are we seeking that righteous tide of stuff, or are we still involved with the jokes and the craziness and the escapades and just the terrible things of this world? There's so many people who've been hurt by those sinful things that people joke about and laugh about. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're wrapped in this... Uh, you know, really a facade of funniness and joyfulness, but it's not, it's just, uh, it's, it's emptiness, it's ungodliness, it's evil. It's, uh, it's something we need to stay away from. So I think as we close today, just to take this last verse and, and understand that fools mock sin, they joke about it, they laugh about it, they talk about it. That's not us folks. We're not there. We don't live in that area code. You know, we, we came through hurts in our life. We've been through traumas in our life. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit of God indwelleth within us, we don't live at that area code anymore. We don't mock sin. You know, we, we find joy in the things in life that are joy worthy. We laugh uh, and, and enjoy God, and it's so much better. There's so much bitterness in, in, in this foolish mocking of sin. There's so much evil in that. But when, we, but when we're with God, oh, man, he changes everything. Well, we sure hope you guys uh, uh, get a hold of us if you need anything. You can find us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. And like we do every show, I, I know it takes a minute or so, but I am committed to having Brother Eric share the gospel with everybody as we finish every episode. And if you hear it and you say, well, Brother Doug, I've accepted the Lord, then just memorize the things Brother Eric's telling you and say it to someone else today. But we sure do love you folks. We're honored that you'd come out and listen to us. And uh, we're keeping you in our prayers. May God bless you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.